Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. Welcome to the Heal Thy Skin podcast. I'm Mani, your host, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Kira Barr, dermatologist and prominent leader in women's medicine. She is an international speaker, best-selling author, clinical educator, and considered a leading authority in women's health. And if Dr. Kira Barr's bio or name ring a bell, that's because we had her on a recent podcast episode where we spoke about hormones, especially hormones and how they affect uh, one's skin, and particularly how midlife experiences can change women's skin as well. And we also heard about Dr. Barr's personal experience with discovering that she had melanoma and how this changed the way that she practices. Today, we are speaking about the mind and skin relations because they are intimately entangled. If you've ever blushed from embarrassment, you know that your skin can reflect what you're feeling inside. And it certainly makes sense that sometimes emotional trouble or psychological stress can lead or attribute to worsening of certain skin conditions. The bond between skin and mind has deep roots and sometimes the cause and effect can be quite difficult to pin down, but we are exploring that today. And the first thing that I covered with Dr. Barr was what she thought was the biggest misconception about this mind-skin connection. I think the biggest misconception is that they're not related. I think most people, when they see their skin break out or they're having a rash, they just think that their skin may be sabotaging them, right? Because it always happens, you know, before a big event or that hot date or the job interview, when in fact the mind and skin are intimately connected. And what you're seeing on the skin can impact your mood and your mood could be part of the reason why you're breaking out. Mm, So how is the skin connected to the brain? Yeah, so it's so fascinating. So embryologically, the skin and the brain are derived from the same embryologic tissue. But more than that, you know, we always think of all the brain, like the chemicals and the inflammatory mediators that flow through the body to be kind of a top-down, you know, message from the brain. You know, your hypothalamus sends a signal to your pituitary that sends a signal to your adrenal glands, and then that sets off a cascade of hormones and messengers. But what people may not know is that in your skin, you have the same capability. Your skin is capable of making, you know, stress hormones, adrenaline and noradrenaline. So a lot of the, and and it has receptors for all of these things too. So it's kind of a, is it the chicken or the egg? Like, right? So the skin and the brain communicate constantly. Wow. So as a board certified dermatologist, this isn't kind of a traditional type of topic that you would discuss with your clients. When did you first start seeing this link in your own practice or your own personal experience? 
Yeah. So it began with a very unfortunate event in my life. And that was, I was diagnosed, well, I had to diagnose myself with melanoma. And what I found is, and, and as I shared earlier, it was, it was the premise for why I wrote my book, The Skin Whisperer. And it's this idea that your body and, the, and your skin are sending you messages all the time. And the goal is to hear them when they're just a whisper rather than a shout. And unfortunately, in my case, my skin and my body were shouting at me, and I completely ignored the signs and the signals. And when I was diagnosed with skin cancer, that was a wake-up call for me. I realized that, you know, the growing and changing moles that had been popping up over the last decade and then culminating in this very atypical one, my body had been sending me messages that I was, you know, a lot of oxidative stress that I wasn't caring for myself. All the things that I thought I was doing right were actually quite wrong. So unfortunately, it was a negative event that brought me to this place, but it has been a gift from that point forward because it really has changed how I approach my own health and how I help others now. Mm. So how has that changed? What are some of the practices that you do or you teach your patients yeah, so in traditional world practice, it was more of, you know, someone would come in and, you know, look at their skin, diagnose what it is, give them a prescription and send them on their way. And now I've actually left traditional practice and I have the opportunity and luxury to be able to spend an hour or more with my clients and patients where I really can dive deep into what's happening in their life and how is that showing up on their skin? How is that impacting their day-to-day experience? Talking about diet, talking about sleep, talking about relationships and how, you know, it's not just what shows up on the skin, but how we feel in this skin of ours and how we feel, you know, about ourselves determines how other people treat us, how we treat ourselves informs other people how to treat us, right? And and so it, it is all encompassing. So it, it has completely shifted the way that I approach skin care. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you do talk about like the mind-skin connection and you talk about the way that it can affect a person physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So talk us yeah. about these or talk to us about these three points. Yeah, so again, they're all interconnected. For instance, acne is a perfect example. So, you know, when you are breaking out in acne, I can tell you, you know, myself included, but especially for adolescents and then women in midlife, right? They thought that acne was over and done with. And then they look in the mirror and they're breaking out. And it totally can affect your self-esteem and your feeling of self-worth and your self-image, especially within this time of the pandemic where all of a sudden we have to be on film and we have to be on camera and, and all these Zoom meetings, right? And it can really impact people's sense of well-being. So what they see on their skin can impact their mood. Oftentimes when we are stressed, not only does increased stress hormone cortisol stimulate those oil glands, which is one of the key components contributing to acne, but we may also, you know, our behavior may change. We may be eating more foods like that are higher in sugar and processed foods. And that also can contribute to increasing acne because it turns on certain pathways in the body that contribute. So, you know, your mood can affect your skin and your skin can affect your mood. 
And then on the, the spiritual level, I mean, again, it's not just what you see on the surface, but it's how you feel beneath it and how then you interact with your surroundings, with your loved ones, with your colleagues. So it really is all encompassing. Mm. And is there something that you now will kind of talk about with your patients if they are experiencing a certain skin condition or visible difference? Do you kind of coach them or or talk them or, I don't know, treat them with this spirituality side of how they're reflecting and how they are incorporating or experiencing this with their friends, family, work colleagues? Like, what does that look like treating from a dermatologist's view? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it absolutely does. For me, I find that the emotional component can actually be a very large component of a treatment plan. And so, yeah, I dive deep into, I call it skinny tipping. <laughs> That's the process. You know, cause we gotta I love that down. term. Yeah. Skinny tipping. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got to strip out, you, know, you got to strip away all the layers that are holding people back from feeling their best. And a lot of it does come down to, you know, the facets of their life. Their sleep is a big one, their relationships, their diet, their exercise, all of that. And then, and then there's opportunities to add and maybe some topical therapies or supplementation, but it's so important to understand where someone is at and to meet them where they're at because I could recommend a ton of products, but if someone's not in the headspace or in the place where they're going to use it, well, then that's not the right treatment at that right time. So I think being able to understand how a skin issue is impacting your life is really important. Absolutely. Many of us have experienced maybe an exasperated breakout or skin sensitivity to stress. But what happens when the opposite is true? Like we've heard the term that someone is so incredibly happy that they're literally glowing. What is actually (laughs) happening within the skin? Yeah. So, you know, when we are stressed, the stress hormones, uh, cortisol, they consume a lot of energy. And they also, you know, other hormones, our estrogen, our progesterone, um, and when we're under stress, like our digestion slows down, you know, our metabolism, you know, is not at the forefront. Um, so when we are feeling really good, all systems are go. So everything is functioning as it was intended. So you have those antioxidants and you have that reserve. And so essentially your skin barrier. So we also know when we're stressed, it can impact the skin barrier function. So if you're feeling really good, that integrity of your skin barrier is functioning optimally. So your skin will be well hydrated. It won't be as susceptible to sensitivity or irritation. And, you know, and as I mentioned, that stress can contribute to acne breakouts. So if you're feeling really good, that cortisol is not triggering those oil glands to secrete. So it's on a more scientific level, that's that. But also when you feel good inside, like you radiate that, it's just, I guess there may not even be words to articulate it, but you just radiate your glow because you feel good in the skin that you're in. Mm, I love that. And even hearing like from a scientific medical viewpoint that there are actually some changes in the cells that are occurring that can account for this glow as well. Absolutely. So what about mental health, like mental health disorders? Does this affect the skin? Yes, it definitely can. There are certain conditions. I mean, I recall I had one young woman 
and she had experienced a lot of trauma in her past and it was really interesting. She came in and she had not basically washed her face in weeks and the accumulation of dead skin cells had just piled up and so she came in and she almost looked deformed because of, it was just excess skin cells. And that was probably from the most extreme case of where anxiety and essentially trauma manifested as a skin issue. She basically, it almost became her protector and her shield by not washing her face and having that skin there. And it was magnificent to be able to listen to her story and hear her share her concerns. And then we were able to basically use a special cleanser and clear all that away for her. It was amazing for her to see herself again. And I know that's an extreme example, but individuals with mental health issues may be more prone to cutting themselves or hurting themselves. There's conditions, delusions of parasitosis, where they may feel sensations on their skin and think that there are bugs and things, or they may create asymmetric um, excoriations on their skin or pull their hair. So individuals who are struggling with mental health issues definitely can present more characteristic skin issues. I hope that answers your question a little bit, but it's a big topic. It's a big topic. Yeah. It is a big topic. And it, it just kind of clarifies that skin conditions are more than just topical, you know. Um, Absolutely. And to be able to have that understanding and knowledge and ability to treat holistically, or if maybe you're in a practice that isn't unable to, but can at least refer on, you're going to treat the whole person, you're going to get better results. But yeah, how, say for example, with constant itching and things like that, how do you actually reduce that for someone that has mental health disorder? Well, I think, you know, it, it requires an integrated approach. I mean, I think having a relationship with, if possible, with the individual's uh, mental health provider, certainly they, they may need medication and additional support. But depending on, you know, what the mental health issue is, you know, there are many ways, some lifestyle factors that they may be amenable to. There's certainly there are medications topically as well as oral that can be used, especially for itch and irritation, because just that constant sensation of itch, it literally could drive you crazy. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had a really bad rash or something, but I have. And if you don't have a mental health diagnosis, you know, it, it certainly it could create some level of, you know, anxiety and depression based on the symptoms that you have. But I think that it requires, yeah, it does require a more holistic approach. There are things that we can look at with diet. We can look at, um, you know, how to help someone improve their sleep so they can get some rest because when you're not sleeping, you're certainly more agitated and irritable. And that the sensations that you feel may be heightened. So you kind of have to take a global approach on how to support someone, both from the inside out and the outside in. Yeah. So is this like psychodermatology, is it a new field or is it something that has been known in Western medicine for some time? Yeah, it actually has been known for some time. And oftentimes it's psychologists and psychiatrists who are kind of leading that charge and working in collaboration with dermatologists. But it's a relatively small field, unfortunately, and so many people are 
impacted by a whole host of mental health issues. So the hope is that it will expand over time, but it, it is not new. It's just more under the radar. So it seems that we're facing a new normal across the globe, a new way of life, perhaps, and it has caused a lot of psychological stress for many, many of those that may have never experienced like mental health before or mental health issues before, as well as increased stress on our skin with the use of masks, antibacterials, etc. So how can we care for our skin if we've experienced increased sensitivity because of the changes that we've had to make in our lifestyle? Yeah, I think that's a great question and it is a real concern. And I think you know, it's a matter of looking at the products that you're using. I think that, and the masks, and and also the masks, you know, a lot of the the medical masks rough and they can be irritating. So I think people are creating wonderful businesses, creating all these really nice and fun masks that are made out of a little softer fabric, some maybe made out of 100% organic cotton or silk that can be more gentle on the skin. And also, you know, some people may assume that wearing products under their mask may make their skin worse when in fact, you know, lotions or topical treatments and even sunscreen may help create calm and balance for the normal skin flora and help alleviate some of the sensitivity and the discomfort that they may be experiencing. Great tips. And what about masks knee as something that we're seeing now where people, especially in places where masks are compulsory and they're wearing them for prolonged periods of times, what would be some advice for those that are experiencing exasperated breakouts under their masks? Yeah. It's, that's a that's a hard one because we're required to wear them, and um, you know when you wear a mask, when you're breathing or talking, you know that mask tends to trap in a lot of hot air, and besides being uncomfortable and annoying, it creates a humid environment, and that is you know an, a good setting for yeast and bacteria and other flora to grow, and so there can be bacterial imbalances in the skin microbiome as well as friction from the mask. It can promote acne and rosacea flare-ups, and so again. The temptation may be to use exfoliants or more uh, astringent um, products, and I would caution against that because that may just create more irritation and inflammation. So a gentle cleanser and, and adding in a layer of moisturizer, certainly lighter if you have more oily skin or you're acne prone, thicker if you have more sensitive or eczema prone skin, and then even a sunblock, especially for us in our part of the world, it's summertime. So that layer of protection also prevents you from getting kind of a mask tan. <laughs> so, so creating a barrier of protection is wonderful advice. And if someone wanted to learn more about how, I guess, their skin and psychological health is so interconnected or would like to perhaps look at some of these types of practices that things like mindfulness etc where are some good resources that you recommend your patients to go to yeah well for my patients i do it with them because this is one of the things that i teach um i teach my patients i also teach physicians in fact, I'm teaching a six-week course right now on mind-body skills so that, you know, healers can heal themselves and then be able to pass those tools to onto their patients to fill their toolboxes. But there are some wonderful resources. There are apps 
that are great for guided meditations and, and introductions to mindfulness like Insight Timer or the Calm app or Simple Habit. Those are Simple Habit and Insight Timer, I think, are my favorites. And I often recommend that people start there. Amazing. And Kira, these practices, workshops that you're talking about, they are open to anyone? Yeah. So, you know, well, when I am teaching a group class right now for physicians, but I do one-on-one work and I may be offering it more in a group setting in the future, but, but yeah, that is open to anybody. And virtually. Yes, virtually. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the beauty of, that's the one good thing I think that has happened, you know, always looking for the silver lining. And that's one thing that can help us stress as well is, yes, this is a challenging time, but there's so many beautiful opportunities that are coming out of this in terms of we are living in an age where we can be connected. And I do all of my work virtually all through HIPAA compliant Zoom. So yeah, so I can be connected to anyone anywhere. It's really fascinating, isn't it? Because in a sense, in Melbourne, Victoria, we're currently in stage three lockdown. So there's only a few reasons why we should leave our house. And, you know, I haven't physically seen many family members for many months. However, this, the world does seem smaller because we're able to mm-hmm. connect more virtually. You know, Zoom is just a button away where we might be having more in-depth conversations and catch-ups with people that we didn't used to physically be able, you know, see very often. We might be able to do more regularly now, which is, yeah, one um, silver lining of this big change that we're all experiencing. Well, Kira. Thank you so much for sharing your information with us. And yeah, it's been great having you on the show. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. What a fabulous conversation. I absolutely loved having Dr. Kira Barr on the show again to speak about the mind and skin connection, sometimes very subtle links and sometimes very not subtle. Lots of practical tips. Now, I'd love to ask you something. If you've enjoyed listening to the Heal Thy Skin podcast, we're almost at 70 episodes. We would so appreciate if you could leave a review on whatever podcast app that you're using. So that might be Google, it might be Apple Podcasts, but what leaving reviews does is it helps with the podcast algorithm. So it means that other people that are interested in similar content are going to see this podcast and maybe they'll be able to learn something and benefit from it as well and get a sense of skin empowerment, which is what we're all about. It would just take a moment, open your podcast app, leave a We'd love a five-star review, a couple of words of what you really have found beneficial or what you enjoy about this podcast, and we'd very much appreciate it. So thank you so much, and until next week, be skin-powered.